0: Welcome to episode 52 of the Accessibility Craft podcast, where we explore the art of creating accessible websites while trying out interesting craft beverages. This podcast is brought to you by the team at Equalize Digital, a WordPress accessibility company and the proud creators of the Accessibility Checker plugin. In this episode, we discuss the state of accessibility in WooCommerce and whether a low-code accessible WooCommerce store is achievable for everyday WordPress users. For show notes and a full transcript, go to accessibilitycraft.com 052 and now on to the show
1: hey everybody it's amber and i'm here today with chris hello everyone and steve hey
2: everyone how's it going
1: and we are going to be talking about our new swag shop that we mostly i built (laughs) uh but of course we need to have a beverage what are we drinking today chris
0: So we are trying out a sparkling soda that has some uh, fruit juice added to it, but no added sugar. And it is Sanzo lychee sparkling water. My can's a little dented up, but hopefully this gives an idea. So it has a uh, stylized picture of a lychee fruit on the front and only 20 calories. The ingredients are carbonated water, lychee puree, and citric acid. So three ingredients... Nice and clean. Uh, lychee is one of my personal favorite fruits. Uh, where is um,
1: Lychee from? I don't actually know that.
0: It's an Asian fruit. Um, I believe primarily like Southeast Asia. You see it a lot in China, Japan, hmm.
1: Thailand or no. Do they have Lychee in Thai food? That's why I feel see like, maybe it in, like a seen fruit it.
0: salad there. But I don't know. Not not as often.
2: Yeah, I've, ne- I've never um, had
0: it. So you'll either love it or you'll hate it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like so many things that we do.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> when we go to um, boba tea places, have you ever had boba tea, Steve?
0: No, I don't
2: think so. I'm not. I'm not hip like you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you can get tapioca pearls, which are like uh, dime size, kind of gummy things made with tapioca that are like balls that they put in the bottom of the tea. They give you a really wide straw, but I'm not a huge fan of those. I like to get lychee pieces in mine and that's pretty good.
2: So you're supposed to suck them up the straw. Like, like and then
1: you have to chew it. It's like you drink and chew your drink at the same time. You like choke
0: on it. Like somebody. No, (laughs) that's never happened to me. I would imagine you might, if you weren't expecting it. Um, But if you, if you get it, hopefully you're expecting it. Yeah. Um,
1: so, shall we open these and give them a taste?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, smells oh, like lychee.
1: It smells like lychee. It smells like a fruit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's that face you're making, Steve? How do you feel about the smell?
0: Steve's encountered an unfamiliar smell. Yeah, it, it it reminds me of something.
1: Grapes.
2: Grapefruit or.
1: I mean, it smells mm. the way I expect a lychee to smell. So, I mean, and it has actual lychee in it, which is probably why, like, it's not fake, right? It's not artificial. Like some things we've had where they're, like, trying to fake a flavor. Um, but I guess to me, lychee feels a little bit grapeish on the undertones.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like one of those smells that takes you back to your childhood and you can't quite figure out when it was, you know?
0: So maybe Steve's had li- maybe little Steve had some lychee before. I know. It's all coming back. Uh, <laughs> making connections. It's wanna a I song expected. about it. <laughs> a song about it. No,
2: I don't want to sing a song. Leave <laughs> <Believe> me <laughs> on. Oh, <laughs> it's all coming back to
0: me now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good reference. All right.
1: I like this. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, right it's here. it's tart, it's a little floral. Um typical levels of carbonation. Um, It's not like whack you over the head with lychee flavor. Um, But there's a a
1: lot like it's not the faintest
0: hint of sweetness. Yeah, I like it. It Tastes better
2: than it smells.
1: It tastes (laughs) better than it smells. Is that what you said?
2: Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. What do you think? How would you describe the flavor?
2: it's subtle i would probably like more carbonation but Mm. this is probably a better subtle carbonation for a fruit drink oh it's
1: like softer it's not as biting as some is that what you think
2: well i mean you know i'm used to i'm used to good old diet coke it's pretty carbonated
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's sour it's a little floral reminds me of like smelling a bouquet of roses or something like that like it's um Mm Hmm. But it's nice. I'll I will continue to sip this as we talk about WooCommerce accessibility. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, we're so this episode is going to be one of multiple talking about WooCommerce accessibility. Um, and it sort of stemmed from we've been talking for a while about we needed to have a swag shop. By the time this episode comes out, you'll be able to go to shop.equalizeddigital.com and buy. T-shirts and pint glasses and mugs and other fun things. I do think at some point we're going to make a T-shirt. This is Chase it with a Diet Coke with (laughs) quotation marks and say Steve Jones on bottom.
2: (laughs) I don't know. Do I want to be known as that guy?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So so anyway, we have a shop and I I built it myself. Steve hasn't even looked at it until probably like right now. So (laughs) we'll see what he has to say as he looks at it. But I kind of took it as a challenge. Uh, We've been auditing. We have two different accessibility audits going on for different uh, WooCommerce stores, uh, both of which are pretty big and have a lot of products in them. And I thought, okay, it's time for us to set up our swag shop. And... I wanted to sort of get like a good baseline because sometimes when we're doing an audit, it's hard to know where the problem is coming from the theme from other plugins and that kind of stuff. And I haven't done much with full site editing. So I set out to create this. It's with 2024 and WooCommerce. It does have a small handful of plugins and there's probably one or two that I'm going to do. And we're just using Printful to do print on demand. So, so we have a shop now.
2: Very cool.
0: So this is using the 2024 theme. You said there was a handful of plugins you're using. Can you take us through maybe a couple of the the highlights and why you picked them?
1: Sure. Well, I mean, let's see. That's a good question. Now I'm going to have to go logging because I don't remember. So of course, (laughs) I have the Printful plugin, which for people who aren't familiar, that allows you to go create products on their website. People will order them. The orders will go to them. They'll actually make them, ship them, because obviously we're not an e-commerce business. We're not going to start mailing T-shirts to people. Um, So of course, Accessibility Checker and Accessibility Checker Pro Mm
0: -hmm. is on
1: there. Um, And actually, in just a little bit, when we maybe dive into some of the accessibility problems I found, I will say, like Accessibility Checker found those problems in WooCommerce for me, (laughs) and now I'm opening (laughs) GitHub issues. Um, I have our Accessibility New Window Warnings plugin. I almost didn't need it, but there were a couple instances where it did make sense to open links and new tabs. So I added that on so that it would have the warning. Um, admin columns pro, because I really like being able to edit columns in the admin and not yeah. just have to see default WordPress columns. I mean, we use that on almost everything, right? Steve? Every
2: website. yep. Yeah. It's great. Uh,
1: I just added the advanced shipment tracking for WooCommerce haven't figured out totally how it works yet uh (laughs) so that's there uh we have gravity forms for our contact form
2: of course yeah
1: i added the simple toc table of contents block which we use on the wordpress accessibility day website and there were a couple of accessibility problems with it but the dev fixed them like the same day that we reported them which was awesome And I only have a table of contents on our privacy policy. That's it. But I wanted to be able to smush the table of contents and not have to manually create it. So I use that block, which is super easy. Um, We're using Stripe and it has WP Mail SMTP and Yoast SEO. And that's pretty much it. It's a pretty light website as Mm -hmm. far as plugins goes. Do, do you know what, on average, how many plugins we think we use on the custom websites we build for clients?
2: On the uh, the ones we build? Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's probably, I don't know. You want me to say a number? Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Is it 20? Does it get that many? It might be more. Yeah, depending on the website. Sometimes, you know, sometimes 40? we... <laughs> no, I don't know. Sometimes we go into it clean, right, with our own base install, and then... Mm-hmm. Sometimes we inherit a lot of plugins from an existing site. So yeah, it, yeah. it varies quite a bit.
0: Yeah. They're like, but you I, can't I get rid in, of these for X, Y, Z reason. Right. right, right. Um,
1: I think in WooCommerce, you probably sometimes end up with more. So one that I, I have one deactivated that I just installed and I, I know I want to do, but I haven't figured out because I'm going to have to test them all and see which one is the most accessible is like, Right now, when you choose your color, like if your t-shirt has you know black and blue and you're trying to choose between black and blue, it's a drop down. And I want like what they call like variation swatches where it's like a circle with the actual color. Um, so I'm gonna add those. And, and then I feel like a lot of times I see people adding like side carts where the side cart comes in from the side or different things. 2024 in full site editing, WooCommerce had that already, which was kind of cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I do feel like on WooCommerce stores, sometimes you do see more plugins because people are looking for a lot of really specialized functionality.
2: Yeah, we start yeah. with twenty-four, and our base our base theme starts with twenty-four plugins, so it can grow or shrink from there. So, it, so it's, it's likely the shop will will end up with more like if we have redirection or perf matters you know like utility plugins and stuff like that
1: oh yeah because i started clean on this i didn't use our base yeah and so you're right like i don't have smush redirection, and i don't have perf matters i don't have smush so like my images aren't optimized yet
2: solid security you know like That
1: should all be there by the time
2: (laughs) people are listening
1: to this episode, though. We will have security on our website.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't hack us. (laughs) So this is, I think, Amber, one of your first times really playing around with full site editing and the new 2024 theme and taking plugins we've used for a long time and seeing how they work within that system. I want to start positive. I I wonder if there are some areas where maybe you were pleasantly surprised. Um, if you can think of any.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I do think having the global footer, especially, and but header two built in full site editing instead of with widgets, that it is actually a lot more flexible. I kind of fought that for a long time, but I really, really liked that. Um, I, I think in general... I even with this, I didn't even do design because I was like, I just want to do something. So I used patterns that already exist in the 2024 theme. Mm. And I think there are some pretty decent patterns. Um, I mean I modified a heading structure in some of them. Like if you go to the about page, like that had no subheadings and it just had a lot of paragraphs, some of which were styled quite large. And so I inserted headings and and did a few things. Um But I don't think it took me a huge amount of time to to set that up, which I think is good, especially if you're someone, like, I think I can tell if something looks good or not, but I don't consider myself a really great designer. Like, maybe Mm -hmm. I'm not super great at coming up with the ideas. I just know if it is good or not. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I definitely had some frustrations along (laughs) the way.
0: Yeah. So what were some of those? I I know a couple of them made it to Twitter or maybe one of them did. But
1: Yeah, so number one, navigation menus. Mm -hmm. A few things. So for whatever reason, the nav menus in the... So we have three nav menus in our footer and then one in the header. The one on the right in the footer was synced with the one in the header. And it took me a while to figure that out. And I kept being like, why did the labels keep changing? Like I would edit one, and then it would change the other because it was the same nav menu. And then I and then I figured it out. And then I removed it and I added a new ma- nav menu. Like I deleted the block completely and I added a new one, but it kept adding that same one. So I don't know if it just defaults to like the most recently created one or something. Mm. But it took me forever to figure out how do I create a new nav menu. And, um, and then also, originally, so our homepage right now, or our header right now, it's got the text Equals Digital Shop, like the name, and then it has a, a small menu with three items in the middle, and then it has the cart button. The 2024 has just the header and the nav, and it, the nav is right aligned. And I was trying to put the cart and a My Account link in the nav And I was going to do them as icons, which normally in the classic menus, I can just go add like a font awesome like icon tag and it would add an icon and then I can put a span around the text and screen reader only and all that. Well, the navigation list items strips HTML. Mm. So I don't know. Do you think that's a security thing,
2: Steve? I don't know. Probably, but, uh,
1: <clears throat> but I couldn't get it in.
2: You could, could you add a class though? Could you add the font? I awesome didn't class? see
1: any way to add a class. Someone on Twitter told me that they make them bold and then they target the strong tag. And I was like, yeah, but what if you would need two? Yeah. But,
2: or well, I mean, you could do it. I mean, but, they might
1: have an ID on them.
2: Well, you could target the child. Like if you had multiple, you could tar- target first child's last child.
1: Yeah. But it was just so frustrating. But then I found that WooCommerce mini cart block, and I was like, okay, I'll use this. And then I decided that my account is just going to be text my account. I'm not going to make an icon. And I think it worked out the way it looks. But I spent more than an hour trying to figure out how to set up the nav menus trying all sorts of hacky different ways to figure out how to put an icon with screen reader text in the nav menus Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, not having them sync. I might have even spent two hours on the nav. menus. (laughs) It was, and I was just like, I've been building with WordPress for 15 years. Yeah. (laughs) But it's so different.
2: Well, and you're trying to do, like, the most basic of basic, too. Mm
1: -hmm. You're not
2: trying to make flyouts, you know, drop downs. You're not trying to make a mega menu. This episode of Accessibility Craft is sponsored by Equalize Digital Accessibility Checker, the WordPress plugin that helps you find accessibility problems before you hit publish. A WordPress native tool, Accessibility Checker provides reports directly on the post edit screen. Reports are comprehensive enough for an accessibility professional or developer, but easy enough for a content creator to understand. Accessibility Checker is an ideal tool to audit existing WordPress websites, find accessibility problems during new builds, or monitor accessibility and remind content creators of accessibility best practices on an ongoing basis. Scans run on your server, so there are no per-page fees or external API connections. GDPR and privacy compliant, real-time accessibility scanning. Scan unlimited posts and pages with Accessibility Checker free. Upgrade to a paid version of Accessibility Checker to scan custom post types and password-protected sites. View site-wide open issue reports and more. Download Accessibility Checker free today at equalizeddigitalcom forward slash accessibility dash checker. Use coupon code accessibilitycraft to save 10% on any paid plan.
1: The other thing was when I got started screen reader testing it, they all just have ARIA labels that said like navigation one, navigation two, navigation three. So
2: mm-hmm. then I had to go
1: figure out, can I name these? Which you can, Oh, cool! it's super buried. I don't remember exactly where it is off the top of my head and I don't have the full set editor open, but it's like two tabs in and in an accordion where you actually name it and give it a, a name for screen reader users so that it could be meaningful, you know, like primary navigation, policy pages, about pages, um, product categories, like whatever that is. And mm-hmm. so that to me, that field needs to be moved. It needs to be way more front and center so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think nav menus were a huge pain point point. Uh, and probably the biggest one now I've been going through and I've been doing some testing and um, there's a few things like WooCommerce had has patterns in the plugin and uh, or like templates like for the shop and stuff that works with 2024. But one I noticed, and it's like a super minor thing, but I ended up opening a, a ticket on their GitHub, is whoever created that template, they didn't use the main tag. And so there's no main tag. Well, there is on ours because I changed it. But any anyone who creates a WooCommerce shop with these templates and doesn't go fix that, it's just a div, which means there's no main tag and there's no skip links. The way the skip links work in 2024, it's like looking for the main tag and then it will create the skip
0: links. Oh,
1: so I don't. And I don't know if they fix that, Steve. Do you think that it will roll out fixes to everyone's website or is it only forward looking and anyone who's already created with that block? They have to go fix it themselves. Do you know Mm -hmm. how that works? Because I don't know.
2: I mean, it may it may be deprecated like I don't know, it could have an upgrade path. I mean, it just depends how the block is created. Uh, my assumption is that that they wouldn't edit that HTML. Maybe if you edit the block again at some point in time. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know the answer to that. But my assumption is that it's not going to be like you install and it's an automatic update because that HTML is saved in the database. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not like dynamically generated or anything. So like they would have to d- write an update script that goes into the database and up- updates all those blocks and I I don't think that happens. I could be wrong yeah. if anybody's listening, you know, hit me Let up on tw- yeah. hit, me, hit I, me up on well, Twitter and tell me I'm wrong.
0: <laughs> this may be my ignorance speaking, but I've seen this before in plugins where it's like there's a you run a major update and there's like a conversion process that you can opt into where it's like we have to convert all your blocks or all your sections into this new system, you know, click this button to start, you know, make sure X, Y, Z is done before you do this. Is that the kind of thing we're talking about where they might be going through and updating like front end code for some of those things? Yeah,
2: I haven't seen that in regards to themes like I mean, you see that in regards to updating, you know, like your database, like if you update your network, like on a multi site, it'll sometimes prompt you to update the network and then it runs a script. It does that or like in plugins, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. I've seen that. But I haven't seen that too much with themes. I don't
0: yeah. Know. Yeah. Well, this is, oh, so um... that's always a database thing or frequently is a database thing then.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, I think thing. so. I think so. Okay. Like, like when, well, they would have a script, you know, that would convert the custom post types to their custom table. So like, yeah, it's typically, typically a database, you know, upgrade.
1: I mean, I think so. I think they would be able to write a script that would run. I mean, it's just those two pages, right? So they could run through and look and just change the tag on those. But I bet they're not going to, which probably means that anyone until they roll out this fix to their templates, anyone who has built a site is going to have no skip links and no main tag on their product single and on the archive like the main shop page
2: and this is and a- it's
1: literally in full site editor it's a little drop down it's not hard to fix like it was very easy for me to do myself but it is an oversight by the person at woocommerce who built that block template and then saved the the template json to woocommerce right and and it almost didn't fly for me like i missed it when i was testing on the shop page But when I went to the product single and I was going through and I was like, wait a minute, why are there no skip links? So then I had to dig into 2024 and try and figure out what's triggering the skip links. And I was like, oh, it's just looking for a main tag. So then I was like, wait, there's no main tag. So then I went back and I checked all the WooCommerce things. And so to me, like it highlighted one you have, like, why you really need to test, like, every page, like, every unique page type or template, right? Because I knew I had tested the skip links on the homepage. So I just assumed they worked everywhere. And, and that was a mistake on my end, although I did discover it once I got to the single, right? It wasn't before, after we launched. Um, But also thinking about whoever built that block, like, it's a simple thing that they forgot to do. Toggle, change the HTML element in a dropdown in the settings, but it is a major thing. Mm-hmm. And then I guess they never tested it and no one else tested it. They were all just like, these blocks look good. Okay. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, you're probably right. It's probably not going to update. I mean that I haven't seen that as the practice of, of do, going backwards and fixing things. Cause I, I really think they could run into all kinds of issues. Cause I mean, what if you start targeting the, those elements, right, with CSS or JavaScript, and then they change them and it breaks like millions of websites, right?
1: Well, or I mean, the other thought about why they probably can't fix it is, so what I did was I edited the current group block and changed the container to main. But somebody else, uh, another valid solution is they could have added a different group block around that one and made that one main and left that one exactly the way it was. And so then if they went to fix theirs, that person would have two main tags so probably they can't fix it
2: yeah you're probably right now in
1: an ideal world they would notify all their users <laughs> or like programmatically figure out if they could like is this person running a full site editor theme and then they would alert them and be like you have a problem on your website i mean it's a wcag violation it would be considered i think Uh, an accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act violation. It would be considered a European Accessibility Act violation. Um, I don't know how many government websites have that, but Section 508, ADA, like all that. So it really does need to be fixed. And it seems like to me, they ought to disclose things like that and tell people here's how you can fix it.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, Just to jump back to the menus for a second. (laughs) Mm-hmm. on the full site editing like the, so so like uh, you know I admittedly have not played around with the full site like the global elements that much I did a while ago when it was in beta and was was not uh satisfied with the <laughs> an chip's abandoned chip and I'm like the way I'm doing it works and we make we make nasty mega menus that have to be accessible so like like it's not really like applicable in our workflow currently but if i'm editing a navigation menu how in the world do i get out of it <laughs> like like uh, i'm in, i'm inside of the menu like and it shows i'm in tibblance navigation it says my account so that's the link i'm on right well if box? you
1: click the little wordpress icon in the top left corner that should open the sidebar the left sidebar is that the only way back? to go back i think so
2: Are you kidding me?
1: (laughs) There's stuff about it that is just like, it's not intuitive and there's no instructions. So you just have to figure it out. And it's a new enough editor that like, I tried Googling one or two things and I couldn't find like the icon thing. How would I put icons in there? Like I couldn't even find any questions and answers like on stack overflow or anything about that. Right. Because there's just not, it hasn't been around that long. Yeah,
2: um, wow, that's uh, that's some strange uh UI. That that W that the WordPress icon mark is the only way to go back. That is yeah. It seems like is,
1: there should be like a text label there or something.
2: That is really odd.
1: Yeah. Oh
2: my so, god. So and don't establish that don't even try to tab around inside this thing.
1: <laughs> it's oh, in inside full the site editor. editor. Yeah, not In on the full site editor. The fragment of ours will work just fine. Thank you.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
1: have opened a couple of issues for 2024 um as well. Most of the issues I found are um WooCommerce related. Mm-hmm. But um, for example, I didn't use this block, but there's a pattern. Which I shared on Twitter the FAQ pattern which uses the details block and it has four of them stacked like accordions which is not the way to build it accordions it's not accessible and I opened an issue and I think that that block needs to be completely removed from 2024 I don't think we should be encouraging users to build sites that way so hmm mm-hmm.
0: So, mm-hmm. are there other areas where, in terms of accessibility, this is less than perfect? and kind of what are we what what have we decided to do about that?
1: Yeah,, so we have a custom accessibility statement page on the website, and here's here's what's hard about this. i I've been debating and maybe Steve we can chat about some of these um, because initially, I set out. I was building this and I was like, I wanna do this low code or as close to no code that I possibly can. Cause I want you know, I've always had this goal, right? This was way back when I built our podcast website with Elementor and I was like, I wanna prove that you don't have to be a really experienced developer to do this. Um, So I've been trying not to write a ton of code. I even didn't really write much CSS, right? Um, I did fix a few things with CSS, like focus outlines and some other things, uh, some color contrast in one or two things. But there are quite a few things where what I've been doing so far is every time I encounter something, I'm opening a GitHub issue for WooCommerce. And in our accessibility statement, you can find a list for those. So anyone who's interested and wants to know, I have a list of every issue that I have found. and It's linked over to the GitHub uh, repo for WooCommerce where the issue is posted if people want to follow along with those. That's how I've approached it. I I don't know how you all feel about that. If there's some stuff, like so far I haven't found anything that's a total blocker. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, maybe that's okay. And we can wait and see if WooCommerce fixes it. But I don't know, maybe we're gonna encounter certain things where we just have to fix it. Do you guys have thoughts about that?
2: Yeah, I mean, ideally, you know, fixing the problem at the source is the future, right? Like that's the future solution. I know with our clients, a lot of times we have to, we have to step in front of that and we have to come up with some solution ourselves, right? Sometimes, I mean, this is for plugin developers out there, sometimes the, the option is that we don't use that plugin, right? Or it's it has to be a plugin that's not not allowed to be used in our arsenal because it just doesn't follow accessibility. And there has been no effort to, you know, add it. Like Amber said with that table block, right? She put in a request for an accessibility fix and they fixed it like that day. Is that what you said? Like right away, right? Mm-hmm. The, um. But sometimes we have to work on some kind of patch ourselves, right? Like we have to fix it. Like like for instance, the mini cart, right? You tab to the mini cart, you open it up, you tap through it. It locks focus, which is nice, right? But when you hit the uh, close icon, right, the focus, for me, it turns back to my browser toolbar. So it's out yeah, of the page. Yeah, it totally just,
1: takes you out of the page.
2: Yeah, it's just restarting and uh, it doesn't return focus back to uh, what initiated that modal, which, which is the... Uh, what do you call it? The cart icon um,
1: in the nav or in the header.
2: Yeah. So yeah. like, so like, if if this was a client and we needed to make sure it was accessible, we would have to write our own little piece of JavaScript that you know catches when that button's clicked and then it and then it grabs the focus and returns it to the right place, right? But that's outside of the plugin. That's our own little hack. It 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 works, right? It works for us, but it long term, I don't think it's the best solution.
0: Well, yeah. It's technical debt that has to be serviced in perpetuity until the the actual developer of the main software goes in and fixes the problem. And if at yeah, any point yeah. they release an update, it could break that JavaScript. In theory,
2: or our JavaScript could break their fix, right? Or could maybe, uh, yeah, it, it, or yeah. it could nullify their fix. You know, it's like so uh, they both could conflict in some some way. So
1: yeah, yeah, that was one that I was going to ask you. How hard would it be? For you to, this, this Steve's fun when I'm like, Steve, can you write me a JavaScript student for this? <laughs> is that is that hard to like fix something like that?
2: Uh, I don't believe so. Like, um, I mean, I'm inspecting the page right now. Um, no, I mean, I don't believe so. I think I can add another on-click handler to that close button. I, I, I just have to... And two, I could look into the WooCommerce documentation to see too to see if there's hooks that they that like if they if they have a hook or an action that happens when you close that button that's available to me, like uh I I can hook into that and use it and, and ideally that would be the best way to go because uh, I probably would not conflict with an update that they would get but no I don't believe so um, I think we could write something to patch this like on our own, our own little JavaScript hack. I don't think it would be too difficult.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that's one thing to, like that one, knowing that a lot of people are going to use that cart. Like that is probably the closest thing i found so far that seems like a blocker. The other thing that was sort of problematic, which you see if you go into the products and you set variations, then it pops up a clear link, which is actually should be a button. this accessibility checker flags because it's like a it's a hashtag link right So we flag it as improper use of link. Um, that's another one that could be a problem. Some of the other things I've found that are maybe like I could work around so for example, all the main product gallery image on the product single includes a title attribute but i could just resolve that by deleting all the titles <laughs> yeah in the meantime right like sometimes there's little workarounds that you could do without a developer so then it would be an empty title attribute um
2: yeah that clear variations link which should be a button
1: mm-hmm. i
2: think i think that it, it it exists on the page it's not being added to the page it's not being added to the dom after the fact so even if it's not there it's there so i think
1: yeah which is why we can still see it when we scan
2: oh yeah 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 so uh so i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure we could just switch that from a link to a button as long as they're not as long as woocommerce is not targeting that like a tag directly like if they're targeting as long as they're targeting the class or some some att- some other attribute right but if they're ta- if they target like just the actual link in in some fashion, like off of maybe off of like a parent element, right? Like if it's like parent element selector and then a like that could Mm -hmm. be that could be problematic if I switch that from a a link to a button like with my own. What if you added
1: so is a better fix in that scenario to do role equals button and then also write the JavaScript for the spacebar handler?
2: Probably. Yeah, that's a good it's a good it's a safer fix. Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah. I, I know we're uh, going to have a, a meetup about this where we present about it more. There's probably going to be another um, podcast episode about it too. Um, but kind of in this early foray into talking about this project, do you have any like big takeaways or big or a biggest piece of advice for anybody else that's attempting to do low code accessible WooCommerce?
1: Well, so what I'm going to say is, you, of course, you have to test. We, we preach that on almost every podcast episode, right? Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: So, like, for example, I I almost missed the missing skip link. So look for it on more than one place. Um.
2: Oh, then just the homepage. You know, that's a I mean, yeah, I that, I've only a,
1: tested it on the homepage and I didn't test it.
2: I mean, that's a great note. A lot of times we will just put like, I mean, if I'm just like checking somebody's site, like, like because I'm being nosy or something, I'll just pull up the homepage and be like, eh, they don't have, right? That's a that's a good point. You got to check every page.
1: Well, or like the, the most important ones, right? And arguably yeah. on this, like the shop archive is probably more important than the homepage. Homepage doesn't have much content on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think I'm not totally done with my testing. I have found issues. So right now the answer, if you need a, accessible compliant thing, even if you use core WordPress 2024 and just WooCommerce with like pretty much no add ons, it will not be 100% accessible. Right. It's going to have to be fixed. Um, And I'm going to have a great little list for people (laughs) if they want to know. But so I think that you can get close to low code, but I don't think you can be no code. Um, well, I, th- I think, and even... it may require JavaScript skills. So if you don't have them, then you would probably need to bring a developer to fix some things for you.
2: I think even with like what you covered with like the, uh, you know, the aria labels on the nav menus, where where that is actually there, although albeit buried, right? But like. Um, out of the box it's not necessarily set right right Mm -hmm. so it's like because
1: which makes although i don't know why the primary one like in the header wasn't labeled primary yeah but like it makes sense that the ones in the footer they didn't label because they didn't know how people were going to use them and if someone doesn't change it and they put like about pages but it's actually blog post categories i don't know right like that's can that's a problem too yeah yeah but yeah, I feel like, and and I I will fully admit this, I haven't dug all the way into like full site editing documentation, um. But but I will say that within the WordPress installation process, there is not enough that it, documentation or guidance for users that exist in the editor.
2: Yeah, yeah, because most people right? aren't. like. Most people aren't gonna to go to the documentation. They're gonna they're gonna start playing around with it. And just like I mm-hmm. did. Just just like I did a few minutes ago. And I'm like, you know, I'm I, how do I get out of this? I, I'm a developer. Like I use this stuff all all day long. Like like and I couldn't figure out how, how to get back. Like and it's
1: well when UIs change, yeah, it really can cause problems for a like every user. Almost every user, right? Like it doesn't matter if you're super technical, non-technical at all. If you've been used to a certain user interface and that user interface radically changes, there is a learning curve. And I think that's something that any creator of a content management system or any user interface or app needs to consider before they make major changes. I mean, I'm a little nervous. We could tangent for just a second about, The whole admin is about to be redesigned. That
2: that was going to be my question. Like, is the is the admin redesign going to bring it into alignment alignment with what we're seeing on the full size editing side? Is that what you think?
1: Maybe I haven't. I know they have some designs out there. I haven't dug into them yet. I think they're trying to more modernize it and at least make it match the way the block editor looks in Gutenberg. Mm -hmm. I just. It's so hard because I've thought about it. Cause I'm like, yeah, I get it. It does look dated. I mean, we've even talked about in accessibility checker that we want to redo, like a lot of our screens just use core WordPress. Yeah, yeah. And and we are probably going to get to a point where we rebuild them so that they can look nicer than core yeah, yeah. WordPress. So I totally get it, but I also am just like, but it's not broken. Yeah. And all of us know how it works and what it looks like and where to find things.
2: Well, and, and too, when you're, when you're like, you know, we don't determine the priorities of WordPress. Right. But like, well, you could, you could, I mean, you can influence it, but like, yeah. you, you could try <laughs> to influence it. It's not that easy, but like, uh, you know, it's like it, it, it's weird when the priority is, is a visual refresh over like some serious issues that have been sitting out there for a long time you know Mm -hmm.
1: so yeah well i think too like you know going back to that fa key pattern i totally understand why whomever designed that website was like let's use this uh post let's use this block to try and fake accordions because almost every website these days has accordions on it and there Mm -hmm. isn't an accordion blocking core and when they build core themes, they're not allowed to use non-core blocks. And so it's, But there's this like race of we're trying to get ahead of where it is, but not always doing things in the right order. Yeah. And then people sometimes try to come up with workarounds that can cause issues that are way bigger. I mean, could you imagine if somebody used that details block on a page and added, like I've seen client websites where they have 50 different FAQs. On mm-hmm. a page. And that details block, the biggest problem is there's no headings. <laughs> so how would anyone find the question that they needed an answer to? Right? Like mm-hmm. I just I don't know, like
0: you but we're to, trying
1: to force that. But it's like maybe somebody should just go build an accordion blocks first.
2: But they gotta build it correctly. You know, it's like it's, yeah, it's like with that table, that table, the core table block. It's like it, it really just needs to be scrapped and a new one made right like the whole the whole thing needs to be deprecated and a a new one created
1: Mm
0: -hmm. so i don't know yeah so i want to as we're getting close to time here i want to wrap us up with kind of a fun question um now that we've all had a chance to look at this store the three of us what um what product is number one on your shopping list or which one do you want the Mm -hmm. most I know. While y'all look, my me personally, like accessibility craft podcast t shirt, one hundred percent is where I'm at.
1: I thought the pint um, gl-
2: the, the pint glass was pretty cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. So I definitely think we all need pint glasses that we can <laughs> drink out of when we're doing our recordings. Um, I want so all of these have different colors, which you can't tell yet, which is part of why I'm trying to figure out the swatch thing because I'm hoping on the main archive I can like have little dots that indicate things have different colors um but i have the it's a like a baseball it's called a raglan what? yeah shirt. yeah but it's like a baseball style accessibility craft t-shirt with green sleeves and i'm totally ordering that for myself
2: yeah i thought that I one, was pretty that cool. one. Um,
1: but i can guarantee you the one that will sell the most is I made the original version of the make WordPress accessibility t-shirt. I have a light mode, which has a couple of different colors that are all light with black text. And I have a dark mode, which has a couple of different colors like black and dark gray, maybe Mm -hmm. like a dark blue with white text. Mm. I can guarantee you make WordPress accessible dark mode t-shirt is going to sell the best.
2: Yeah. Cause I I, have, I have the white mode one, right? With the light mode. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, And I'm digging this dark mode one. I like dark mode everything. Yeah. (laughs) So you got
1: to have dark mode. That's right.
2: Do I get an employee discount on this? You got a, you got a coupon code for.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I know I was telling Chris, I'm going to, I'm going to go make a real order as I'm doing my testing. Cause also I just want to like really make sure, cause I don't know how it's going to work Printful. I've never like, we haven't had a client use this ever. So I'm going to go submit one real order, but I need to check. I think we might be able to log into Printful and make purchases without. (laughs)
0: Mm, The markup. Yeah,
1: but it's not. <laughs> maybe it's a company experience is that oh, yeah. how, how does that work? If we like pay for it with a company card in this.
2: Yeah, it's, doesn't make sense, does it?
1: <laughs> yeah, is that no. revenue? <laughs> or no. an expense?
0: No, what
1: is it? I don't even know.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, correct. <laughs> correct. Yeah. Well, okay, no, loss dos. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I am. I'm really excited to launch a shop. Everybody go check it out, let us know what you think. I have a lot of other ideas for t-shirts and fun things kicking around. I just did the easy stuff to start with because I really wanted to focus on building the website Mm -hmm. not designing a bunch of t-shirts but I have a lot of ideas so it'll be fun and stay tuned because there's going to be more where we're gonna follow up on WooCommerce accessibility in a couple of future episodes.
0: Cool. All right. See y'all later. Thanks for joining us. Yep. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Accessibility Craft. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe in your podcast app to get notified when future episodes release. You can find Accessibility Craft on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And if building accessibility awareness is important to you, please consider rating Accessibility Craft five stars on Apple Podcasts. Accessibility Craft is produced by Equalize Digital and hosted by Amber Hines, Chris Hines, and Steve Jones. Steve Jones composed our theme music. Learn how we help make thousands of WordPress websites more accessible at equalizeddigital.com.